let's hit the word. Get your Bible up nice and high. Let's go. Let's go. My, Apostle Hardy, I mean, that's my brother, and he, he loves this church. He loves us. You know, him and I and Pastor Ash, we have a very special relationship. He's one of the few people when, I, when we greet each other, we kiss each other on the neck. Him, Dr. Wexler, Apostle Haskell, there's a few people that I just have a, that type of relationship with. And um, I so appreciated seeing him, just God use him to minister to our church. Amen? But now, how many know you can't live in morning glory, you got to walk it out? And this message is going to help you today. Get your Bible up nice and out, your Bible, your iPad whatever you're rolling with. Repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. And I can be what it says I can be. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, as the teacher is teaching, hide them in the gift that I might experience revelation, impartation, destiny acceleration, and manifestation in my life. In Jesus' name, shout amen. Shout amen again. Shout him out one more time. Go to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, verse 18. This is our foundational text for this series that we're in, me versus me. Me versus me. Somebody shout, me versus me. me, versus me. How many know as you're turning, your greatest threat is not the devil, it's you. It's you, because if the devil can get you to mess you over, how many know he's done his job? The devil can never make you do anything. He just tries to get you to do stuff. Romans 7, starting in verse 18, New Living Translation, Paul says this, and I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Somebody shout, I can relate. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It's sin living in me that does it. I've discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably, inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but in spite of that, there's another power within me that's at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. One of the things we got to recognize, side note, is being born again does not exempt you from being trifling. Now, if, you, if you're a visitor, we're just real. Amen. And part of why we're real, we had a home-going service on Friday, and um, there were, for Brother Kevin Jarman, he went home to be with the Lord, and there were, there were famous people that flew in there because they were connected. You had different, just famous people um, that were here, but your fame doesn't change my presentation. And 25 or so people got born again at the home-going. And Marsha told me later on, that's all they talked about at the reception that evening. They, they never encountered somebody being so real about the reality of the situation and making clear what the Bible says. In other words, just because you're born again doesn't mean every day is going to be sunny. And I know we had a great move of God in here, but how many know you got to get up and go home and life happens? And you, you, you got to understand what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, this is the Apostle Paul. This is the Apostle Paul that did all of his wonderful stuff in the Bible, and God used him, signs, miracles, and wonders. And he's saying, I understand, and I've discovered that there's a battle inside of myself. Your title doesn't prevent you from sinning. There's a battle within me. The stuff 
that I shouldn't do, he says, I do. The stuff that I, I should do, I don't do. In other words, what he's saying is there's this war happening on the inside that's trying to get me to sabotage myself. And if you're not careful, you will sabotage yourself. Let's, how many know what it's like to sabotage your own self? Wait, fine. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Look at somebody's hand that's not up and tell them, you lying or you're young. <laughs> Paul says, man, he says, there's this war going on, and it is causing me to, if I'm not careful, to sabotage myself. Now, we gave you something about that. Let's review that real quick. We said that self-sabotage is simply this. It's the self-destructive decision-making process where a person is being influenced by their flesh to make choices that are against their own best interests and well-being. Leave that up. I, will you read that out loud real quick? Ready, go. Now, I want you to read it one more time and put in there where I am being influenced by my flesh to make choices that are against my own best interest and well-being. So read it, that, make it personal. Ready, go. It's one thing to read it from a distance. It's another, make it personal. No, 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 and this is the reality of everybody in this room starting with me, that daily life brings at you, man, this potential to self-sabotage, and we really, it's about being in, bring up that definition one more time, because I want you to see the key up there, the key up there is about being influenced by your flesh, by your flesh, everybody say flesh. Now, we found out, I'm not going to take us in the official definition, but the flesh, according to the Bible, according to Romans 8, the flesh is a way of thinking. This is from last Sunday. It's a way of thinking that lines up, that goes against God and his word. It's this way of thinking that is fleshy. It's against the word of God, and the Bible says that way of thinking will never line up with God and his word. We found out from last Sunday, if you weren't here, man, there was a boxing ring up here, and it was all types of crazy stuff going on. But your flesh is really comprised of three things. It's your thoughts, your tongue, and your temperament. Your thoughts, your tongue, and your temperament. And all three of them, yeah, that's a good-looking ring. How many know that's your life right there? And watch, you're in the battle with yourself. We blame too much on the devil. He'll sit in the hill. He'll tempt you with something and sit in the shadows and watch you destroy your own self. It, and it's, it comes down to your thoughts, your tongue, and your temperament. All three of them are out to get you. That all three of them want to take you down and they will fight you. They will come after you. That's good footage from last week. They will, they will brawly enter the reality of your life and come at you and they're after putting you on your behind knocking you down your thoughts wants to rule your mind in its unredeemed state just because you got saved your thoughts go i didn't get saved your spirit got renewed and i like the way we think i like the way we think with our nasty self all right y'all be quiet i i like that no no your your thoughts you know your <laughs> god your tongue says i like being unbridled 
I like being unbridled. I like being able to just cuss people out. It feels good. I like, I like, I like that. And your temperament, I like just feeling how I want to feel and acting the way I want to act. All three of them are out to get you. Tell your neighbor they're out to get you. Now, we end it with there, there is an absolute way where you don't have to be dominated by your thoughts, your tongue, and your temperament. There's a way to overcome it where you control them versus them control you. Go to Romans 12 real quick, please. Romans 12, verse 2. The Passion, I quoted it, but I want you to see it. Passion translation says this. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Oh, we just lost some people in the room. That's why you can't try to imitate Facebook and Instagram because a lot of that is staged. Come on. It's staged. You know, you can buy fake money and lay it around. You watching people and trying to be like people who can't even pay their rent. Now watch. <laughs> Stop imitating ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Side note, even if the culture around you says it's right, it's acceptable. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, we don't accept it or intimidate it. Or, it, you know, or uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> we don't in, it, imitate it. Now, it says, watch, stop imitating ideals and opinions of the culture around you. But here, watch, how do you do that? How do you stop doing that? But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. So the watch, pause for a second. The Bible says changing your thinking gives the Holy Spirit something to work with. Y'all making me work too hard. That's why here in Morning Glory, I don't care if the prophet called you out, said some stuff to you, laid hands or blew on you, and you were on the floor, and you were rolling around, and they put a covering over you, and you laid there, and you, were, you felt the glory, and all of those different things. That's cool, but if your thinking hasn't changed... Oh, I just heard the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit cannot bring prophetic transformation manifestation according to Scripture without you changing how you think. So I don't care what anybody says to you, nothing will happen until you change because you are your own worst enemy, and until you change thinking, you won't do what you need to do to bring that to pass. Amen. But watch this now. Changing how you think, it goes on to say, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Do y'all see that? Yeah. So you got to change how you think because that is what will bring the past God's will for your life. I was, I was so into sad and it was wonderful, but I was like, I can't wait to get them in here on Sunday. It's like, you know, after you have one of your relatives come and they spoil the kids and all that stuff, and you say, okay, okay. And then now watch, I'm like, let me get them in here on Sunday because here's the thing. Everything that God spoke to you on Saturday, we want it to come to pass, but we don't want you to sabotage it. Yeah. Amen. And if you don't change how you think, you're going to mess it up. You're going to make it something it's not because renewing your thinking, catch what we read in the scripture, allows you to identify the will of God over your will. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Over your will. Because your will is many times not his will. Oh, don't mess with me. Jesus had to switch it because Jesus' will when he's in the garden was not dying. 
He didn't want to die that horrible death to the point, watch, it had to be in his heart because, of the, the, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Is there any other way? Come on. This is Jesus who spent time with God. But watch, when it's time to suffer, we struggle. And watch, if you don't change your thinking to identify the, ooh, I'm hearing something, Holy Ghost. Understanding the will of God, listen to this, the will of God for your life, understanding it, identifying it, will give you the motive and stamina to suffer the persecution to get there. I can't, it just came out, I'm sorry. I tried. No, well, we don't understand, man. Y'all, you know, y'all want to be, you want to be a prophet. You want to be a, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophetess. I'm a, and in the Bible, they just called them prophet. I'm a, I'm a prophet. I'm an elder. I'm a minister. I'm a deacon. I'm a psalmist. I'm a preacher. But you don't understand, all of that brings suffering. You, you're looking at the lights. You're looking at what I do, and you're looking at that's going to be me. Yes, God, let me, let me, God, let me have that. And you don't understand that from there to here, it's been suffering and hurt and trials and people backstabbing you and turning their back on you and lying on you and talking about you. And the ones that talk about you, God says, forgive them. No, I just came across somebody that, that, no, talk about me bad. Just came across them. Talk about me bad behind my back. Not in my face, behind my back. And they're talking to all different people. And I just came across them, and I'll be honest with you. What I wanted to do, come here for a second, because they came up to greet me. They came up to greet me. So I wanted to do this. This is what I wanted to do. Leave my name out your mouth. <laughs> no, that's what I wanted. No, this was just recent. Ask Bishop. And the Lord says, do that and you sabotage yourself. Because what you do is you allow somebody who's talking about you to cause you to jack your own self up. So instead, even to watch, even though I felt it, it don't go away just because you got a title. It don't, oh, I'm fine, everything's good. Oh, I wanted to go keep my name out your mouth. But instead, I was like, hey, good to see you. Hope you're well. Right? Come on. No, no. Nobody talks to you about that. You want people to lay hands on you and go, prophet, arise. And the enemy says, we're going to shut them down and watch because they, demonic spirits gather information on you. They know what you like, what you don't like. They know what you're watching at 2 o'clock in the morning. They know the different things you're doing, and they know exactly how to attack you because you haven't changed your thinking. So they got the gate. God, they got the game plan, they got the strategy to set you up for a fall because it's worked every time. Two o'clock in the morning, you hot, and they turn around, and they know you are because you're feeding your flesh different. Y'all can be quiet all you want. So they know, and they just keep coming at you, and God, watch, you. God has all this for you, but you're stuck because you won't change how you think. Woo! Because with every title, every promotion comes suffering. Ooh. So what I want to deal with in the time we have left today, I want to deal with respecting the defining moment of sabotaging choices. Respecting the moment of sabotaging choices. And I know some people, man, how many know it would be great 
to just, if every service, every time we got together, it was like Saturday morning. No, come on, come on. Just every, yes, and come on. Every service, just, ah, oh, just like that, every service. Watch, God would not want that for you. Let me give you a Bible. Jesus, when he took the three disciples up on the mountaintop, he unzipped his humanity, and the glory came out. And they were like, it's good that we're here. And they were like, let's build tents. They, they were like, forget the others, let's build tents and stay up here. But watch, you were never meant to spend all your time in the glory. You're meant to be a carrier of the glory into humanity. So it's a time to get refreshed, but watch, you also got to know how to live your life. Faith comes by and hearing by. You got to live your life in a way where you don't sabotage what God wants to do. So let's deal with respecting defining moments of sabotaging choices because what I need you to get here real quickly is many, listen to me, many of the choices that you're faced with have defining moments in them. <laughs> and the average believer is not thinking about the defining moment so you're not sensitive to the choice you're making. Ooh, y'all quiet. Tell you never, I'm glad I came to church today. Go to Deuteronomy 30 real quick. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. It says this. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, do what? Choose what? Choose life for what reason? Both thou and thy seed may what? Live. And that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and thou mayest obey his voice, and thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give them. So watch what God says. God says, because make it applicable, I set choices in front of you. But watch. He says, I can't choose for you. I can't make you choose. You have to choose what you're going to do. Even though I set things before you, I can't make you do it because I created you like me. You choose. Tell your you choose. Here's the deal. What you have to get is you have to understand not only are you accountable to God for your choices, but choices affect the quality of your life. Come on, choices affect the quality of your life. And what you got to give more credence to is there are defining moments throughout your day. There are defining moments in seasons of your life. And choices you make affect those defining moments. And you can sabotage a defining moment. That's why we would do a disservice to you if all we did is morning glory. We would do a disservice if all I did is get you jump, shout, dance, and run because you would have no self-application of the word to help you be victorious in Christ out there. Because baby, you might jump in here, but you live out there. It's easy to shout in here, but can you live victoriously out there? So what's a defining moment? Listen to this very quick. A defining moment are critical moments of choice, get this definition, when your righteous kingdom commitment is being tested and your deliberate decision reflects your true character, convictions, commitment, and courage, which potentially positions you for performance, I could have added, or stagnation. 
In other words, how you choose sends a message of your maturity or immaturity spiritually. Mm -hmm. And this is that's so important because some of you, hear me, you can make choices that can either propel you towards destiny or derail you away from it. Are you listening to me? That's why Elder Caroline, she did a phenomenal job on Wednesday night. Phenomenal. Her message was meaty. You need to go back and listen to it because it ties in. It ties directly in to where we are. Are you hearing me? See, the question on the table is, are you propelling yourself towards destiny or derailing yourself away from it? From choices that you're making. So let's kind of, I want you to, I want to make this very applicable today about various choices you're confronted with because you got to change how you think about these and understand the defining moment that's in many of them. So number one, there's career choices. Career choices. And I have up there livelihood that you're going to have, life purpose. Everybody say career choices. Career. See, in other words, watch, you got to change how you think because career choices really are supposed to play a part to propelling you to purpose. And if you take careers that God didn't tell you to, cause of a paycheck, you're derailing yourself. Now, it's one thing he signs off on it, it's another, you, you go with the money. Let me give you a quick example. So with me, I remember, man, God was calling me full-time ministry. Calling, I was working a job, God was calling me full-time ministry, and they were coming to promote me. And God said, give them two weeks notice. But the promotion was good. No, no, they were elevating my income. They were turning around, man. They were, they were giving me all types of stuff. And I choked in that moment. I accepted it. I took it. And on the way home, the Lord says, you want to sustain you or you want me to do it? And I had to give them two weeks notice. And then watch, just because I did, it doesn't mean it was over. Because then, about a year later, the company I left, one of the guys there got promoted big time. And now I'm in, I'm in full-time ministry making $250 a week. That's it. Pastor Aisha was making more. She was my sugar mama at that moment. <laughs> but watch, I'm making $250, and a company comes calling and says, we want you. You don't have to interview. We want you. And this is back in, this is back in, the, in the 90s. 90s, I think. So, and they were going to offer me $80,000. How many know that's a, that's a little grip right now? Company car, all of this stuff, and man, we're praying about a house. We're praying about believing God for a house. And watch, how many know, just because you're praying, something shows up doesn't mean that's your answer. Because it can be a good decision, but it's not a godly one. What makes it godly is when God told you to. But man, they didn't, I didn't interview. Take it. It's yours. Company car, expense account, all of that. But the key was I was going to have to travel a lot more, so I was not going to be home as much. I wouldn't really go to church that much. If Watch, if I had taken that, we might have gotten the house, but the purpose that is before you would have never manifested. Because we made a career choice that derailed us versus propelled us. Are you listening to me? Number two, there's covenant choices. Covenant choices. And I have lordship mandate commitment and how you're going to express the lordship in your life. You got to understand that there... You gotta make decisions with encounters with people off of covenant. You're in a covenant commitment with the Lord Jesus Christ. The day you made that decision, you're in covenant, and how many know everybody you deal with should reflect that? 
Watch, while we're at, we're at a restaurant on Thursday, me, Pastor Aisha, Apostle Hardy, and his minister of music, and we're fellowshipping, and we're living right. We're talking about the kingdom of God, and we're fellowshipping, and, and there's this couple next to us. We didn't know. They're ear hustling. And right before they left, the wife gets to go up the bathroom. The husband stands up and almost stands right near our table, but he's doing something in his phone. We didn't realize he was really just listening more because he heard our conversation and he was intrigued. And then we began to talk with them. Here they are. They're born again, they're, but they're, they're just they're searching for some other stuff. And we began to minister to them and invited them out. They came out to morning glory, and God blessed their lives. Somebody was just telling me, just telling me that, you know, Pastor Aisha and I were at a restaurant and uh, this, per these, this husband and wife said hi to us. And, um, you know, we said, hey, how you doing? And then on our way out, we just stopped at their table and began to talk to them a little bit. That so blessed them, they said, I'm going to join that church. Because they weren't used to pastors being nice. And it's not that we're doing anything exceptional. We're in covenant with God. So my life should see now. No, I'm hearing the Holy Ghost. Which are, you receive the prophetic word, prophet self. God can't use nasty people. <laughs> Gifts come without repentance. So if you're, if you're gifted as a prophet, it's there, but God's not on it. So now the enemy can pervert it. Fortune tellers is nothing more than perverted prophecy. So then I need you to get this real quick. There's, so there's career choices, covenant choices. There's congenial choices. Congenial. And that's family commitments that you're going to make. Everybody say congenial. Now, I need you to get this real quick because, hear me, you got to, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to single people, where are you? Wave at me, single people, single people. When it comes to relationships, single people don't know how to pick them. No, no, no. Can you, Jason, can you guys come up real quick? Can y'all come up? I need to show y'all this real quick. I need to show y'all real quick. Now, this is not about Jason. I'm just, I, I'm using, they were right there. Okay, Jason, you go over there. Now, let me see how I saw it. Can you go over there? Jason, you stand here. Okay, stand a little, a little ways off, just a little bit. Camera, can y'all pan this a little bit? So watch now, watch how we st start walking towards them a little bit. Just, all right, stop. All right, how we, we pick people off of fineness. She fine. Look at her, right? We pick, we pick off of fineness and watch. She's like, oh. Now, I know they're, they're, they're friends, okay? So, but she's like, oh. You know, we pick off of appearance. Watch. Now keep walking. Watch. And here's the problem. What we do is we turn around and we pick single people. Wave at me. Wave at me. We pick people off of feelings. We pick people off of appearance. And you're off from the door. Because what you don't ever take the time, walk past each other is watch, many times y'all are going in different directions. Y'all can stop, watch, stay there, turn around, face me. And because you're going in different directions, you're not on the same page, you're not in agreement. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? So you're making a decision by appearance when you're, watch, appearance, feelings, when you should be making a decision off of purpose and destiny. In other words, watch, 
I got to pick somebody. Watch. Now, I'm not talking about, I don't want to be married to a booger bear. Because I got to wake up next to him or her every morning. So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying appearances aren't important. But I'm saying it shouldn't be the only thing. In other words, I need, watch, this is why you don't just get engaged and you don't jump into something, because I need to know, what are your goals? What, watch, if I'm saved, what, do you know your purpose? Because if you don't know your purpose, then I don't know if we're going in the same direction. What, watch, what, what's your goals? What's your vision? What's your beliefs? Because just because we're born again doesn't mean we're equally yoked. I got to hurry up. So watch, I need to find out. And you, we've been dating for three months. We're getting engaged. Are you idiotic? Because you don't know somebody to at least, watch, you don't get to know them to at least six months. Because the first six months, we both acting nice. We're both at, nobody's farting in the car. Nobody. You be on a date, you come out, you holding it. You. You get out the car, see ya. <laughs> no, watch. Because the second six months, I get to know, start seeing real part of you, the real you, the fake, the funk is gone. And then I begin to get to know you because I got to find somebody, hear me, the ladies in particular. That man, you might want six, three, but God has five, six and a half. But I promise you, you'll be happier with five, six and a half that's fulfilling vision and purpose than six, four who's sitting on the sofa doing nothing. In other words, I got to make a decision. I got to make a congenial decision based on God's leading because, watch this, y'all turn this way. We, I got to make sure we're both going in the same direction. Got it? Thank y'all. Thank y'all. All right, make some noise for them, please. Make some noise for them. And then let me give you this, because I'm out my time. I'm out of time. Let me give you this. Here's the last one, cause choices. Who is this helping? Wave at me if this is opening your eyes. Okay, cause choices. Now, I need you to get this one. This is important. Cause choices is for the good or in defense of others outside of yourself. You gotta be sensitive to cause choices because God will present cause choices that, that order you to get involved in people that can't defend themselves. They, they have no voice, they can't speak up and God will turn around and present something to you for you to get involved in, but if you don't want to get involved in what the Lord is leading you to, you miss a destiny moment. In college, this happened to me. This happened at different times, but it was a destiny moment because I began to realize God was presenting me with an opportunity to be a defender of the defenseless, of people that couldn't speak up for themselves, didn't know how to do that. And when you get involved in causes, it's a lot of persecution. It can be struggle, but what it's doing, it's a defining moment because if God can trust you to defend someone who can't offer you anything, they can't do anything for you, then you're able to become the gift he called you to be because your gift, what God is calling you to, is not about you. It's about serving it to humanity. 
I'm the prophet, don't talk to me, don't look at me. Oh, somebody carry my briefcase. If somebody has to carry your briefcase, that's a problem. I need somebody to bring me some water. Go to the fountain and get your own. Because what we want to do is we want to sabotage what God has called you to do by making it what you think versus what God thinks. Ooh, this is so good. Now, let me give you this. I'm going to close. I'm going to give you this. I want you to get this. Get this next statement. Because defining moments have destiny altercations and implications, we can't take defining moments lightly because every choice has consequences and or benefits. Now, come on, I just need you to nibble on this stuff today. Benefits and blessings that go with wise choices, distress and devastation that goes with unwise choices. Hear me. I'm going to give you one last scripture that I need you to get. You don't understand. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Choices you make help you get to where God has called you to be or take you further away from it. I want you to get this last scripture. Who really needed to hear this type of message today? Just wave high. Okay, okay, because this is not one of those. Just I need, you to, I need you to eat it and receive it. Go to Ephesians 2 real quick, and then we're going to close because I'm out of time for today. We'll pick this up Wednesday night. Ephesians 2 verse 10. I need you to get something now. It says, Amplify Classical, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship. We created in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand. So God has already predestined works for you to do. Yes or no? Come on, you just read it. God already has. So if you're called to be an apostle, that's part of the good works. A prophet, a business owner, a teacher, does it. Whatever God is, how many know whatever God has called you to do, that's what you gotta do? I thought I was gonna be an attorney. Y'all know my time. I wanted to be an attorney, man. I would have been great. I love the law, man. I, I picked it up the way I know the Bible. Picked it up easy. Went to a summer law program. They, they interviewed thousands and thousands. They only accepted 60, I think, and I got accepted, and I graduated that program number three. I was, I was good, man. Your honor, I unequivocally submit to you. <laughs> no, man. I wanted to be an attorney. I didn't want to do this. I wanted to be an attorney and an NFL football player. Why y'all laughing? Five, six and a half, I hit hard, man, come on. <laughs> no, I wanted to be an attorney, and watch, I had the mind for it, the skill set, I'd have been great. But that wasn't what God had planned ahead of time. And I had to watch, if I had done it, you would have never met me, I'd have never met you, and I'd have been on my way to hell, because I, I wasn't mature enough to handle it. Ooh, y'all quiet on that. Watch, watch. I need you to get this, as we're walking through the scripture, there are good works for your life that God has planned ahead of time. But now watch, I need you to get something on this. It goes on to say, for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them. Stop. So he's planned good works, but they're on certain paths. Come on, come on. They're on certain paths. Which is why you got to be willing to go down a path that makes no sense to you. You got to be willing to go down a path that you don't want to do it, but you know God is leading you. You got to be willing to go down a path that might be hard. It might, you might not get paid up front. You got to go down a path, man, it's lonely. Because this is what I found. Destiny paths, very few people are on. It's lonely on destiny paths because everybody wants the easy, popular way. 
But watch, I just heard this in the Holy Ghost. Ooh, Dimitri, I heard this. Now it's heard to me. The reason it's a path away ahead of time is because before you get there, there's things that got to be worked out in you. And the paths that God has for you is working things out, tearing things down, ripping things out, changing you, giving you more compassion, giving you more love, so that you don't, you can't be fleshy in the plan. Watch, watch, watch. So there's paths, and some of you are, you're not being mindful that this is a path. I don't want to go down this path, but it's a path that in your heart, you know God is pushing you. He's prompting you, but I don't want to go down it because I can't afford it, and I don't understand. And you don't get, you, when you make that type of decision that I don't want to go down, I'm not going down, I can't go down. When the Bible says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, when you make that decision, you miss something. Look what the scripture says says that we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Oh, you're missing it. You're missing it. There, there, there is for the path that God has for you and the plan, if you step into it, it elevates everything in your life. No, 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 no. You might sacrifice on this end, but you reap on that end. You got to understand that some of you in this room right now, you are so behind schedule because you made a decision to not go down a path that God was leading you to go down. You didn't want to go down. You didn't want to sacrifice. You didn't want to give up what you had and all that. And hear me, any path that you've made your own way can't compare to what God has for you. Can't compare. And so watch now, watch. You're so far behind because you're not on the right path. There's a way that seems right unto man, but it leads unto death. It, it, you're on the wrong path. Y'all listening to me. You're on the wrong path. And so watch. You got to stop blaming everybody else for the choices you've made of where you currently are because you're not on the path that God has called you to be on because you let somebody talk you out of it. You let somebody that was scared, somebody that was intimidated. You, you let other people go, we've always done it this way. But God didn't put me on the way of everybody. He put me on a path that he called me to be on and I gotta be willing to walk that. And it's lonely and people reject you and people turn their back on you. But watch, the same ones that turn their back, God will make them turn around and watch you elevate in their sight as he raises you up to be who God has called you to be. Stop blaming the white man, the black man. Stop blaming your husband that left you 10 years ago. Stop blaming your wife that did this. Stop blaming, I didn't have this opportunity. I didn't have that because watch, listen to me. I'm done, listen to me. All of those things God knew before you took one breath. He knew your parents were going to give you up to her adoption. He knew your husband was going to cheat on you. He knew your wife was going to leave you. He knew you were going to lose this. You were going to lose that. All of that. And God says, I have a plan for your life. I have a plan. And is it time for you to get with the plan? Because well, I'm done. On the plan, there's provision. On the plan, there's godly abundance. On the plan, there is grace. On the, you're not graced for your own assignment, you're graced for his. There's grace, man. There's supply on the plan. And watch, I gotta close. When I'm on the plan that God called for me, you can't stop me. 
you can't stop me. Watch, you can, you can, you, look how awesome God is. Even if you try to delay me, every delay's in my favor. God, God, God will bless me while I'm being delayed. God will take care of while I'm being delayed. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to turn around and understand your choices from this day forward matter. How you deal with people, situations, circumstances, and most of them have defining moments in them, and you got to change how you think so you can make the decision that lines up with God's will, which propels you toward purpose. I'm out of time for real. We got to stop. Okay. Who can say that was really for them? Wave high. That was really for me. Now, how many know it's one thing to hear and it's another to apply it? Now, how many know the enemy comes to steal when the word of the kingdom is caught, enemy comes to steal? So how many are you going to have choices today you got to make? You go to the restaurant and they mess up your order and you want to get nasty. Is what's coming out of your mouth, is it prepared?